everyone, and welcome to the JW Show. I'm your host, Joshua Washington, director of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, and I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, she is the deputy ambassador uh, from Israel to South Africa, and she has a lot of uh, amazing things to share with us about Israel's work uh, in Africa. Uh, I have Ayelet Black. Ayelet, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So, um, first of all, from what I understand, you aren't you, you're more than just the ambassador to South Africa. What other countries uh, do you cover as ambassador? Um, so, as uh, the deputy ambassador here, we get to cover Lesotho, the Kingdom of Eswatini, Mauritius, and Madagascar, as well as South Africa. That's awesome. Okay, and it's really cool. And you've been deputy ambassador since 2006, correct? 2016, sorry. 2016. 16, yes. <laughs> um, yes, 2016. Yeah. Um, so I've been here for three and a half years now. Wow. And how has it been so far? How, how do you, would you explain your journey as the deputy ambassador so far? Incredible. I think uh, the, the best way to put it is that I actually extended my stay here by another year. Uh, so if that's not proof that, we, uh, that we've really been enjoying our time here, uh, I don't know what is. Um, but South Africa has been very good to us, and myself and my family are really enjoying our, our time living here. Good. That's great. That's great. And so let's talk about this for a minute. I um, So I know in, in recent years, Israel has been doing a lot of international relations. They, they've kind of reached new heights, especially when it comes to the, the continent of Africa. Um, what, what does some of that look like as Deputy Ambassador? What have you been seeing in the past few years, and what have you been a part of. So this is actually an incredible time to be an Israeli diplomat because we're literally looking at a pinnacle in Israel's international relations. Mm -hmm. Israel's uh, international relations has strengthened in almost every uh, sector and point. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at um, the BRICS countries, for example, if we're, we're looking around the world, even in the Middle East and especially in Africa, uh, we're seeing uh, upgrading of relations, if I can put it that way, mm. um, with so many countries. Mm. Um, if we're looking at Africa, um, especially, uh, Israel has is coming back to Africa and Africa is coming back to Israel. Mm. Um, there's a, an incredible insurgence in the, in the relationship. We have multiple visits of our Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, that has visited the continent addressing ECOWAS, for example. So we're we're really seeing um, visits. We're seeing um, opening of new embassies. Uh, we had a, a a new embassy opening in Rwanda in this past year. Um, wow. So so there are so many different elements where where Israel is increasing its cooperation, and uh, and Israel has very much focused the different elements that um, that Israel works on and works to export. Uh, as a, as a great way to bridge and find joint solutions for global issues, and that's incredible. And you said, and I, I I love this, and I want you to maybe talk about this a little more. You said Israel is coming back to Africa, and Africa is coming back to Israel, um, like implying a, a return. What do you, what do you mean by that? So essentially, from from even before the the birth of uh, the modern state of Israel, we we see that Israel. Um, has always looked towards Africa. Mm. We are natural neighbors. We are the the, the first country bordering with the African continent. Mm. And as neighbors, we actually share so many of the same um, challenges and so many of the same solutions. So if we're if we're looking at, for example, Mashav, Mashav is our international development and cooperation 
um, department, which works within the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Mm. This is a department that was actually created by our then foreign minister, um, Golda Meir, who mm. ran up and down the African continent when Israel was only eight or nine years old, wow. which is crazy when wow. you think about it, yeah. uh, considering the uh, existential issues that Israel had to deal with at the time. Right. Um, that was that was already when um, Israel was creating um, an, a, a department for development and cooperation that would bring about uh, nations to discuss the very real problems um, that Israel was facing, along with uh, many other countries around the world. If we're talking about drought, um, food security, all these different elements, that was one of the first things that that we did as a country: look to our neighbors in Africa. Wow. Um, and now uh, we're we're seeing a very similar surge again, um, where where we're seeing expansion of relations, uh, even with countries like Chad. Um, that and uh, and opening new embassies to really increase uh, that relation and also the trade relations by opening um, and expanding uh, the trade missions works around Africa. Wow. And why do you think that is so you said Israel having and they still are facing all these existential threats with all the all the uh, terrorism that that surrounds them and their enemies that that constantly try to attack them. Why is it so important to the state of Israel to reach out to Africa in this way and for this long? So Israel, um, Israel now is, um, it's an economic, uh, it's an economic superpower. Mm. Uh, we've recently just been graded as, uh, as the eighth uh, most uh, powerful country in the yeah, world, which yeah. is an incredible statistic for it a is. country uh, the size of one of South Africa's national parks. Um, <laughs> um, but, but essentially when we're looking at global relations and international relations is always mutually beneficial for um, with the moment that you have more relationships with countries. You can actually learn so much from one another in order to, in order to battle um, really real issues. For example, mm. um, if we're looking at climate change, mm. climate change is affecting Africa greatly, um, losing 4% of arable land every year. Israel um, is, uh, is a desert country, and mm. it's actually the only country in the world that has managed to find a way to shrink the desert. Mm. Wow. Um, which, is, uh, which is critical for, wow. for a country of our size to, uh, um, to be able to do that. And that's even though we don't have very much natural rainfall or many other um, um, natural, uh, natural resources. So when Israel is looking at cooperation with Africa, it's about getting around to, to one table. And this actually happens uh, through our many Mashav courses, our International mm. Development and Cooperation Department, um, that spans courses in every topic that you can think of, from mm. healthcare to education to agriculture to uh, technologies to startup uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, really any topic in the world that, that would benefit from getting experts from every country wow. around a table in order to share the different models from different countries and obviously also expose the Israeli model to how we've uh, we've tried to find a solution uh, to this problem. Um, so, so this is something that is natural. Um, we are neighbors and, and we, and we look forward to more and more cooperations with, uh, with our neighbors in Africa, um, for, for the prosperity of our nations. That's incredible. That's incredible. And, uh, Ayelet, can you tell me more about the Startup Jerusalem project? Um, I'm really fascinated by that. So that is a project that we ran um, in in South Africa. It was a project that was run consistently for four years. 
which basically um, runs in 20 countries around the world each time in, uh, in different countries, mm. um, where we do a competition in order to find the budding entrepreneurs that have, that have a great startup idea in different mm. fields. So last year, we, we did it in the medical space in order to find an entrepreneur in South Africa that has um, an idea that might change uh, the way that we uh, that we get medical treatment, right. um, especially for anyone that might be far away from any medical centers or any other difficulty like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we managed to find a South African uh, that invented a, a particular system that actually replaces all of the um, all the basic checks that a nurse would do for you. Wow. Um, and and makes it a lot more uh, easy to, uh, to to access that kind of healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he would be able to go to Israel alongside all the previous winners of um, of this competition in South Africa in order to get exposed to the Israeli ecosystem, mm-hmm. meet entrepreneurs from around the world in the same space um, of of the company that he's trying to create, yeah. and being able to exchange ideas, um, create an amazing network of professionals. Um, pitch to VC for, uh, funds and and do what he needs to do in order to take his on um, his uh, company to the next level, um, and that's a really incredible thing because in Israel we used to um, <laughs> a few decades ago um, only export oranges that was our main export <laughs> oh, and wow. what our economy was uh, was based around. Uh, now in Israel, our our startup ecosystem has actually created not only startups but also scale ups. Uh, where companies grow and grow and get uh, and get sold for billions of dollars wow. in some cases, wow. and and that is what is the catalyst for so much job creation in Israel. So we try wow. to uh, export this model um, in order to try to find more entrepreneurs um, in the countries that uh, that that we have diplomatic relations in, in order to find that cooperation, increase. Um, bilateral ties through uh, through trade relations, right. and also bring about more job creation, which is something that this world very much needs. That's incredible. So you all do that to help those countries, not necessarily to not necessarily to um, bring those entrepreneurs to Israel, but to actually create job growth in those countries. Well, it's a uh, it's it's a mutually beneficial situation um, because wow. if you come and you and you're able to, for example, pitch your idea to a VC fund, um, and they invest and your company uh, in, increases in value, this is this is something that is mutually beneficial. The more you're able to um, to internationally um, cooperate with with your idea, the more opportunity you have to expand and grow it. Mm. Um, and any business that does well is uh, is mutually beneficial. So right. it's an incredible way to. Um, to make that connection with uh, with startups in South Africa, for example, um, and uh, and and to help in uh, in the mission to to really to create jobs the way uh, the way we did in Israel in the last mm. uh, quarter, uh, the the statistics show that unemployment in Israel fell to three point four percent. Wow. Um, which is uh, yes, which was which is an incredible low um, in unemployment, and and that's something that is uh, that is critical in order yeah. to make sure that economies keep growing, and that there's poverty alleviation right. for for the society. Wow, that's really incredible. That's really incredible, Ayelet. Um, I want to uh, in that same vein. I know we've been talking about job creation. Um, I know that you through the embassy have also been doing work in, in women empowerment as well, like women specifically. Um, what can you talk a little bit more about that too? So my background is actually in education, 
before I became a diplomat, I was a teacher in an all-girls school in Israel that very much focused on integration right. um, from different um, levels of socio-economy. Um, yeah. um, so when I came to South Africa, one of my main focuses was to continue essentially um, in uh, in my teaching efforts because once a teacher, always a teacher. Absolutely, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I think it's something that ever leaves. Yeah. Um, so so for me, women empowerment is such an incredible, uh, incredibly important um, mission and reaching out to women in different countries around the world is uh, is an incredible gift uh, to be able to do that. Um, mm. So what was very important to us here in South Africa was to make sure that young girls have the opportunity to go to school all month long, um, irrelevant if, if they can uh, if they have the means to um, to afford the different hygiene products that would be necessary for mm. them to do that. Right. Um, so so for me it was very important to reach. Um, all provinces in South Africa. We've uh, currently reached um, five of the provinces, um, but we want to spread it to to all of them by the end of next year mm. um, in order to really make sure that women have the opportunity to to go to school all month long, which is uh, which is such a basic requirement. Um, so these women can go on and and go and get um, whatever education that they need, right. uh, which is also a major a major element in poverty alleviation going forward. Wow, wow. I have I have some more questions. I'm I'm really amazed. Um, this is this has been awesome. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a short break though. Um, we'll be right back in just a moment, um, y'all. This is Islet Black, and don't go anywhere. I tried my best to figure out what it might be. It's warmth just like the sun, but how could that be? Cause I never thought that light would ever find me. This night I saw a blood With its glow came hope that I would get through I've seen it find some other ones to shine on But I never thought it even knew where I everyone and welcome back to the JW show once again I'm your host Joshua Washington and I have with me Deputy Ambassador Ilette Black um, Ilette thank you again for being here this has been so much fun to just hear and learn from you uh, and hear what Israel's doing in Africa and all the incredible work that's going on and that you're a part of um, I want to ask you so we've been talking about um, Israel's work with Africa on the business front and all the job creation and um, investing. But I want to also, I want you to kind of talk more about Israel's relationship to Africa on a people to people level. Can you, can you talk more about that? Sure. Um, So when we're looking at Israel's relationship with South Africa, for example, uh, the people to people is an incredibly important part of our relationship Um, in a country that is uh, by majority Christian uh, there's obviously so many values that we share. 
um, Israel is actually um, the only dot in the Middle East where our Christian population isn't diminishing. Mm. Um, and uh, and and as uh, and as obviously um, the land of the Bible, uh, it's incredible to be able to reach out to so many communities in South Africa and just feel this much love towards Israel um, mm. in, uh, in so many communities and churches that we've visited um, and to and to really feel how much in common we have um, just from our Judean Christian values that mm. uh, that we share. Wow. Um, this is uh, an incredibly important element in uh, in our relationship and one uh, that I think that I <laughs> that I almost enjoy the most mm. um, just being able to to meet so many communities um, and and see how how much uh, they love Israel and mm. we actually have so many delegations of uh, of Christian leadership of tribal leadership that that goes back and forth uh, to Israel um, really to to increase that that relationship and tie between uh, between our countries wow. um, what's incredible is also from a tourism perspective. Israel is the the most amount of tourism uh, coming to South Africa from the Middle East and vice versa South Africa from uh, from Africa. Wow. Um so so with a direct flight that uh, that happens three times a week, it's uh, it's really incredible to see how much interaction there actually is between uh, between our peoples. Wow. Wow. And so I for me I want to ask you then because there's there's there seems to be a very strong bond on the people to people level. Um, does is that reflected on a government level, like on the governmental level? Is that is that bond there as well? So when we're looking at the at the relationships between uh, between the countries, uh, there's obviously, and we and we kind of discussed it through. There's the people to people, the business to business, and and the government to government. Um, so, so when we're looking at the people to people, we're really seeing um, excellent relations. Mm. Um, on the on the business to business, we've also seen um, incredible advancements and and cooperation. Mm. Um, on the government to government, we are um, we're we're hoping that we'll be able to to create the same level of cooperation that uh, that that Israel has with um, with with the rest of Africa, mm. and and that's what we're working towards. Mm. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, that's great, Ayelet. And so I, I am. I'm very kind of blown away by all the work that that you all are doing, but also just in the face of you said earlier, you know, all of the all the things that Israel has to face, um, you know, on a daily basis when it comes to their own security. Um, so. Even beyond business, can you can you talk about what other things Israel's doing in Africa, um, in the different African countries, uh, to to help them? Um, so so again, for us, it's a it's a mutual cooperation um, yeah. because uh, we we the the relationship between uh, Israel and the African countries is so incredibly mutually beneficial. Um, so when we're looking at uh, what different embassies are doing around the world, uh, we have, uh, for example, different innovation seminars. Um, in order to really bring, uh, you don't have to uh, fly all the way to Israel, but we we try to bring the innovation seminars to countries uh, like Gambia, for example, mm. um, in order to really um, increase that cooperation and expand elements of our um, of our innovation uh, system in Israel and bring it to, and and bring it to uh, to different countries around wow. around the continent. Um, when we're looking at other elements, is is about Israel's different techniques. Um, in order to solve the elements of food security 
and, mm. and climate change. So if you're looking at Israel's system, Israel has um, basically was born with a severe uh, water deficiency. Mm. This uh, They say that necessity is the mother of invention, right? right so right. Israel had to figure out solutions very, very quickly. Mm. Um, so we did it in basically in 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 two main ways. One is how to enlarge the pie and bring more water. Right. Um, and the second one is how to save water um, the most. So Israel actually recycled water um, with the highest percentage in the world. We're at 90%. Wow. Um, um, in order to make sure that literally every drop is accounted for. Oh, that's incredible. Our municipalities need to make sure that every drop is accounted for in order to make sure that they are up to uh, to the standard that, uh, that the government has set. So we make sure that our percentage of leakage is is about three percent per city, um, wow. and they do this with incredible technologies. Um, for example, if there was a tiny leak, a faucet is uh, is is dripping, dropping, you know, every few seconds in in the house. The municipality will actually send you a message and tell you, "Listen, your water hasn't stopped dripping in the last two hours. Please go check if you have a leak somewhere." Wow! Um, in order to make sure that your um, water bill won't go up and that water won't be wasted. Um, but because of the very high rate of, uh, of recycling, uh, Israelis can finally take a shower with ease <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without worrying about, uh, about water wastage. But, but from other elements, Israel has also made, made sure to develop desalinization, which is actually cost effective. Mm. Which is uh, which is an excellent part um, through uh, through different techniques of planting trees. Uh, you actually manage to encourage rainfall in different areas, which is actually shrinking our desert. Wow! Um, which is an incredible element. And when you're looking at agriculture, which is normally the number one usage for for water in any given country, Israel has uh, has so many different techniques in order to make sure that every drop of water is is planned to to reach the exact plant that it, that it's uh, that it's trying to uh, to raise um, so we have uh, the the different systems to make sure that uh, that only uh, droplets of water without you know very wasteful water irrigation yeah um, and even um, elements of uh, genetic engineering for our seedlings so plants that would normally need a lot of water to grow uh, will need a lot less water um, for example taking um, genes of tobacco, mm -hmm. uh, which is a plant that doesn't need that much water to grow, um, right. and taking those genes and putting it in a tomato. So oh, a wow. tomato can actually grow with the same amount of water oh. that, it would, that it would take to grow tobacco. Wow. Um, which means that you can literally grow tomatoes in the desert um, with these uh, genetically modified seedlings. So we, we have so many different elements in order to save water. And these are projects that we actually um, do with so many countries um, around Africa. Um, including the Kingdom of Eswatini, for example, which mm. uh, which we actually get to cover from here, um, where where experts will come um, and and be able to share the the different um, the different elements of how Israel actually plans its agriculture in order to to save the maximum amount of water and create the highest uh, level of crops. Wow, uh, wow, I, I wow. <laughs> It's incredible. I mean, so you. So first of all, I want to back up just for a second. You said desalinization. Um, can you explain to our listeners what that is? Um, what, how, what, what, what that sure. is? Yeah. Um, so Israel does have uh, um, a, a bit of a coastline. Um, yeah. So, but the but seawater obviously can't be um, can't be drunk. 
Right. So if you if you want to be able to drink the seawater, it has to go through a, a process of desalinization. Mm. Um, and that's basically what takes the seawater and removes the levels of salt in order to create drinking water. Um, wow. And this is one uh, one of the techniques that Israel uses. Uh, there's even a, a company that can create water out of thin air. It yeah. literally, um, if uh, if there's any humidity in the air, this uh, this machine will be able to to create water That's, out of nothing. Wow. Wow. Um, um, but there, um, from from the different elements, the fact that we actually managed to um, create um, desalinization that is actually cost effective, because the issue was always how expensive it would be to create a liter of water. Right. Um, but now Israel is at a point where even if not a single drop of water falls on Israeli soil. We're, we we won't have a water issue. Wow. Um, because of the way we, we manage our water and actually manage to enlarge the pie through desalinization. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. I mean, in a good way, that's really great. Um, I Yeah, that's, that's something that has helped. Um, I know even places here in the U.S., San Diego has a plant, a uh, desalinization plant, when California was going through our the peak of our drought. And then, and then yeah, pulling water out of thin air, that's, that's actually... Um, the technology that Flint, Michigan is using to to have clean water. So um, that's yeah, that's that's incredible how how you all are, are exporting this technology around the world. Um, yeah, that's really that's great, Islet. I want to I, I I did a little bit of digging and I wanted to ask you about the um, so I know that you you do work all around Africa. I know that you're the deputy ambassador to just, just the places that you were telling me, but also you guys, you also do work in Gambia. Um, and I don't know if, if you can, but can you expand a little bit on, on some of the work that you all do in Gambia as well? Um, so as I said, I don't, I don't cover Gambia, uh, from, from where I am, but we do have an, uh, we have quite a few embassies spread throughout the continent. Um, so our, um, so our embassy that's uh, responsible for, for Gambia, as well as, uh, as, as more countries uh, around Africa, um, we have, uh, because as a, like in the same way that South Africa, that from South Africa we cover um, uh, so many other countries, so do our embassies mm. um, basically cover all these uh, different countries that they are accredited to. And, and our mission is basically the same, how to create uh, as much cooperation as we can with, um, with our accredited countries. Mm. In order to make sure that uh, that our joint interests are met, wow. so so Gambia as well as many other countries uh, in the continent um, will have uh, different cooperations that are done by their embassies. Mm. Um, if it's in, for example, the innovation seminar which we uh, uh, which we mentioned, and and many other cooperations in order to increase those bilateral ties. That's that's great. Wow, tell me about the UN Science, Tech, and Innovation Forum. Um, so that's actually one of the many things that Israel um, does through the UN channels, okay. um, because Israel um, is a, is a leader in the space of, of of science and technology. Israel proposes many different um, initiatives through the UN in order to uh, in order to create gro- global innovation around these issues. Mm. Um, so Israel will be um, co-chairing uh, the UN Science uh, Technology and Innovation Forum with Ghana. Uh, which is incredibly wow. exciting um, in order to uh, in order to bring these initiatives really through um, through an organization like the UN to to make sure that it has uh, that it's highly effective. Yeah! Wow, that is incredible. 
That was incredible. And yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. And what do you see? So do you see this being good for uh, Israel-Ghana relations as well, like building, continuing to build that relationship? Um, uh, of course. Um, these these cooperations, especially in international forums, are are increasingly important. Um, so, so any, any cooperation and being able to, to co-chair, um, such a forum together is, uh, is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you, yeah, that's, that's so great. I I want to ask you, cause we earlier, and I, I want to just repeat it again because it just resonated with me. Um, you said Israel is coming back to Africa and Africa is coming back to Israel. Um, where do you... Where do you think that Israel Africa relations are headed in the next like ten to twenty years? That's such a great question. Um, I think that with uh, with increasing cooperation, we are we are looking at really real ways to to tackle um, the the many issues that um, that that we're facing as a as a global community. Mm. Um, so if we're we're looking at more water corporations, we're looking at more agricultural corporations, and and hopefully that will that will bring about more food security, mm. um, which is so incredibly important. Um, uh, with technologies, for example, in the in the medical field, in order to make sure that um, that even um, people in rural areas will be able to to reach a, um, adequate medical care. I really feel that. With more added cooperations in these spaces, um, we can really bring about um, a very fruitful future for for Israel and Africa. Absolutely. And I let I want to ask you this last question: What drives you to do what you do? Uh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, I'm, um, I'm so curious, just because I mean, you know, all the incredible work. <laughs> there's got to be something that you know that 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 fuels your passion you know for for this it's a lot of work um so actually so actually i'm a i'm a pretty unusual story in that case because mm. uh, my father is also um a diplomat in the israeli diplomatic corps mm. um so i actually grew up my whole life um representing the state of israel mm. um which is something that i'm incredibly proud of um because i i feel like the the country that i represent embodies so many of the fantastic ideals mm. um that that we want to give to uh to this world um right. so after so many years of uh of of literally being um in in the diplomatic space right um i i found it so incredibly important to continue um to continue mm. with this work um as uh, as as my own diplomat um, because the watching a, a full on career of how much difference people can make, um, to, to entire, um, to entire populations, it's, uh, it's an incredible gift to be mm. able to do that, to come, to meet, to meet new cultures, to connect and to see what we can do together, um, in order to, to create a better world. Wow. Wow. Ayla, thank you so much for being with us. This has been so valuable, and I hope that our listeners uh, got a lot out of it. I know I did. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It's such a joy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Once again, this is The JW Show. I'm Joshua Washington, Director of Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, and I'm signing off. <laughs>